This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The Answer. Well, Uvalde. Close. Close enough. <laughs> Buffalo. Just say Maybe. Texas. Yeah, it is. Uvalde. I know how to say uh, it. I love your pronunciations. I just stumble. Pronunciations? Yeah. Buffalo. Isn't it pronunciations? Park. Yes. And I've proven again that gun laws don't work. Criminals, by definition, do not obey the law. So why would more laws that don't work start working? It just doesn't make sense. Gun control laws just make it harder for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. Instead of making it harder for bad guys to get guns what if we make it easier for good guys to get guns how do we make that happen just join a second amendment activist group like san diego county gun owners stcgo makes activism easy join today at san diego county gunowners.com that's san diego county gunowners.com and join today so you must be a pretty happy little camper this what, week what did you think of that that was pretty it was a, a, a pretty amazing Melissa, did you see that there was a little bit of a Supreme Court situation? I did. Just a did little. you hear about that in the news? I did. What did you think? I think that's amazing, and I hope that it stays. What do you think? Do you think it'll go away? Uh, no, it's not going to oh, go no, away. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah, this it's is, done. This is, this is uh, historic, possibly even more historic than Heller. Heller versus DCU right. in 2008. And I honestly, I think it's way better written. It's much stronger. Right. The decision, uh, Heller was a honestly, you know, Heller was a little, uh, I don't know, a little squirrely, a little convoluted, a little loose, a little loose maybe. Yeah. But this is right in your face. Yeah, and and well, Second it, Amendment. I hate to say it, but if you read, if you haven't read the Second Amendment, you might want to read it because this is about as close to it as as you can get at this point. Yeah. So it. And uh, what about the other law that they passed? Okay, they they so you know they they threw another. Red flag laws right. and, and all of that. Right. I don't necessarily have a serious problem with those. Do you? Yes. Um, so let's let's back up. So the the decision got rid of good cause. Right. So there is no more good cause. There are no more may issue states. Every state is now a shall issue state. Right. You don't have to provide good cause. You don't have to have good cause. You don't have to write a good cause statement. You don't have to come up with an excuse for why you need. You just go in and uh, go through the procedure, which is fill out the application, pay the fee, go to the class, and boom, you're going to get a you know, background check, and then you're going to get a CCW. Now, the other thing we think, and so that they immediately on Friday said, okay, California, no more good cause. So if you're in San Diego, if you're in Orange, if you're in Riverside, San Bernardino, whatever county you're in in California, no more good cause. The other thing I think it did, if you read the decision, I think it was page 29 of the decision, um, and throughout the whole thing, there's no more subjectivity. It has to be mm-hmm. objective. 
which right now the background checks, you know, some people who have a DUI in their history don't get a CCW. Some people do. Some people get one if it's mm. been five years. Some don't because it's been four years. I think that all that stuff's got to go away too. I think that is is it, the way I read the decision, and I I think that there's probably going to be a court case unless unless changes are made. If you um, if you can legally own the gun, then and you you get a CCW. Where now, you yeah, because how could you like have that. one without the? I mean, how could you buy one and then be prohibited to carry it? Well, so, but what they're doing now is even if you can legally own the gun, you can't always get a CCW. Correct. Which is ridiculous. That's a, that's a ridiculous part. And I honestly, totally- I mean, think it through. Like, what does that actually look like? What are you preventing? If somebody owns a gun and you say, hey, you know what? You, you own a gun, but you're, you're too dangerous to have a CCW. How many that's laws? <laughs> how many laws have been truly thought through? <laughs> like, none of them. When you, I mean, really, when you come right down to it, it's like, well, you just built a road that goes out, and now it's there's nothing but fresh air. Right. Well, but that's okay. I mean, I think I thought that was an astounding uh, call from the Supreme Court. Yeah. And here's the third thing it did, and then we're going to talk about the yeah. law. We're going to okay. talk about Biden's uh, law that you just uh, talked okay. about. Okay. So the third thing it did is it said, look, this is how the courts have to look at all gun cases, all Second Amendment cases. They have to look at it, uh, you know, and, and, and text and history, basically strict constructionist. You know, what is it? What did it mean when it was written? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, well, gee, how does this apply to modern society? To, no, yeah, no yeah. it's how is it? What, what was the meaning when it was written? What are the what does the actual text say? And that's huge. Right. That's enormous. Uh, there is a I don't know. There are dozens of, of cases right now waiting, waiting to be heard. And I, everybody kind of put the brakes on waiting to see what this lawsuit or what this uh, decision was going to read. So now you're going to see, you know, the assault weapons case. They're going to get a ruling. You're going to see um, the magazine case. Mm. You're going to see uh, the, the roster, the pistol roster case, the one in 30 case. You're going to start seeing all these. So a lot of people think, all right, great. We just won this case. Mm-hmm. We just got this huge ruling. So now, you know, let's all dance in the streets. Everything's yeah. solved. We're done. Nope, it's gonna. You're, we're kicking off. We a, just opened Pandora's box. Yeah, except it's on our side. It's on for once. Yeah, it's for on once, our we side. have a solid foundation. Keller said that. Yeah, you have the right to keep, and uh, Bruin says, "Yep, you have the right to bear." And McDonald in 2010 said it applies to all 50 states. Right. So, boom! Now you're going to see five to ten years worth of lawsuits. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I, I ran into John Dillon, and he goes, oh, my God, I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> he didn't say that. He didn't say that. It doesn't sound like John at all. No. But, um, okay, so now you got that the law that was passed, and it wasn't just Biden. It was uh, 14, I think, Republicans mm-hmm. jumped in, and including uh, Cornyn out of Texas and Graham out of South Carolina. It's just ridiculous. But, yeah, but there, some of it's good. Like, one, there no gun bans in this law. Right. Which I was shocked. I was pretty surprised. I thought something would be buried in there someplace, you know, on the last page of the three million pages that they write it out on. But no, I was, yeah, I was very shocked. There, there was a lot of talk, you know, assault weapons ban crap. Yeah. And if you notice, have crap. you noticed uh, they're not calling them assault weapons anymore? What, what, what are you hearing? What have I been hearing? Um, Just semi-automatic? Semi-automatic. Yeah. But I haven't heard him using, you know, the assault weapon because it's never been. I even heard one station actually use the name what a you know assault weapon stood for, which mm. I can't remember what it is right off the top of my head. But and they're, well, I know there's. I've heard them something light. They're using. Uh, they're calling them. Uh, you know, semi-automatics. We're trying to ban all right. semi-autos. 
Um, or weapons of war. That's the other thing. Yeah, weapons of war. But you know, which I, is fine. By the way, everybody listening, don't fight that. <laughs> you know, yeah, call them weapons of war because if they're not weapons of war, they're not protected by the Second Amendment. That's right. That's exactly the intent. Yeah, I know. Of uh, the Second Amendment, so yeah, all right, cool. What, um, did, what did Pelosi say? She wants to go, take us to all back to muskets because that's <laughs> that's when the because uh, that's what Amendment, she remembers best. That, well, absolutely, and as that, as a young woman, and that's what the Second Amendment was pointing to. She said, "Were muskets." <laughs> she should know. She was around. I, you know, she, she was, was in Congress. Too. She was a young secretary. She back was in then. Congress. Ah, she's such a soup sandwich. Oh. So okay, no gun bans in the in the Biden law. Right. There are uh, they do they want to provide funding for red flag laws, which yeah. which is bad. And true, and we've talked a lot about how right. much we hate red flag laws. Um, the problem is is that they all their the only form of red flag law right now are, are the gun violence restraining orders, and all they do is lower the standards so that you can basically accuse somebody and then boom they go take your guns. And that's just not no. It's not happening. Is there a red flag? Is conceptually, is there is it possible for a law, a red flag law, to exist that would be constitutional and wouldn't step on the rights of gun owners? I suppose, but I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't either. So, all right. Um, and then uh, there's funding for school security. That's good. Yeah. Mental health. That's good. I guess, but I don't know. It all seems like a bunch of fluffy. But you don't have fluff. I, I think. The last two fluffy fluff days are fluff. There, it's, I don't see anything getting done. That's going to have to be done. Individual school districts. That, that's how that's going to have to happen. All right. Well, hey, let's see who we got next. Rhonda Mary. Rhonda Mary, right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, as a result of her studies of human rights, YouTube, Rhonda Mary quickly became a Second Amendment advocate. She has spent the last few years educating others on the human rights, particularly black women, which are often left out of the gun right conversation. But first... If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call our California firearms lawyer, John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. You can call him at 760-642-7150 or visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. All right. Our first guest is Rhonda Mary. She is a YouTuber, a Second Amendment advocate, and a podcaster. Rhonda, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Can't complain. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Now, tell us, how did you become a, a YouTuber? Oh, wow. So, um, well, for a while, people have been telling me that I should start a YouTube, and people would say, do a YouTube about, like, hair or makeup or something like that. I'm like, that's totally not me. But <laughs> at the time, I would be on Facebook just talking about all these different, like, political and social topics, and people would seem to get riled up. And for some reason, I just feel like, well, maybe if I just explain it in a longer format, people can get a better understanding of what I'm saying. So I, started, I decided to start doing YouTube, just talking about, you know, political 
uh, content, you know, things that were going viral on social media and all of this. And, well, the thought that people would understand me more or better was not exactly the case. Um, but I was able to kind of, like, build a following and make connections and find other people, you know, across the country and within my demographic and without that agreed with me and started somewhat coming, becoming a voice for some people that may have felt like me, but felt like they couldn't really stand up and speak about some of these topics. So that's how it started. Yeah, I get people encourage me all the time to start YouTube channels about hair and makeup, too. I totally (laughs) get where you're coming from. You know, but I mean, you have a talent. You have a talent. So, how did you? What what got you interested in in politics and and social issues? Um, I really, it's not one particular thing. I've always kind of, even as you know, as I was in grade school, I've always kind of been more outspoken and we're willing to share my thoughts, and so that was just what I was into at the time. And I guess I felt like I was way more willing than kind of like the average person average person to um, sometimes be controversial, not necessarily intentionally, but just because of the way that things have been polarizing and censored and all of these other things. And so, I, you know, I was just willing to step up and speak about some of these things. Where you, what part of the country are you in? I'm from Mississippi, born and raised. And how, now, how would you describe your 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 politics? Are you are you are you in a can, do you fit in a particular box or where do you? What what are some of your hot button topics too? Well, well, one of my biggest videos, which was a few years uh, ago now, um, I think maybe four to six years at this point, was my my walk away video where I talked about how I was, you know, just starting to realize and take notice that a lot of the things that I had been told and taught by mainstream leftist media was either not true or either something that I didn't really actually identify with when I really started to break down some of these, you know, things. And so now I would say that I'm way more, uh, conservative leaning but you know I, I don't ascribe to any particular party at this time i would say i'm more independent and i really enjoy listening to politicians say what they actually stand for instead of just allowing certain messages to be parroted to me kind of listening and looking at the things when i don't know sometimes the media tells us look the other way they didn't mean it like that they didn't say it like that that's not really what they meant you know, and so I think that's just super important and, and um, something that I've, I've tried to get across to people. Well, so what's a message that that you were fed or, or given that was uh, maybe when you were growing up that you, you you discovered really wasn't true? Like, what's something specific that you were kind of that was maybe forced on you through through media that you you just found out? Hey, you know what? It's not like that at all. That Democrats are virtuous and immoral, like just because. Right. You know, and and that's just not the case. And one of the things that I've learned during this time is that when you look like me, a a young black woman, I have red hair, I have the nose ring. I'm not, you know, people automatically put me in a box. They assume that I'm going to think a certain way. And then I go on a platform like Jubilee 
And now you have all of these white liberals, unfortunately, attacking me for my views and telling me, how dare you think like this as a black woman? This is so embarrassing. And I'm like, how are you? Who are you to tell me to think like anything? And so that's been one of the biggest eye openers is that the media will push listen to black women, you know, and all of these other things, these very pandering tones. But then when you actually speak and it goes against the narrative that's been pressed upon you, it's like, oh, no, 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 not you. You set up. <laughs> Maybe the black lady behind you. I don't know. That be, let's give her a chance. Let's yeah, try they, it. Maybe they should be more specific as to exactly which uh, black lady they're talking about, I guess. <laughs> I mean, and that's and that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. This this monolith, even when, you know, Joe Biden can say things like, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black or or. So when he's y'all aren't aren't like the Hispanics, you know, they're actually like not a monolith. They're actually like different. (laughs) And it's like, what (laughs) the world? That is. So offensive. What, so what, offensive. what was it like when, when he said that? Because I remember when he said that. I don't know if you were thinking about voting for him or not at the time. But when he said that, what, what, what went through your head? I actually wasn't surprised. Like, if this was years and years ago, I may have been surprised. But before this journey of learning and unlearning, I'm like, yeah, this goes perfectly, you know, with his record. And and one thing I I noticed is that some of these characters, they try to recreate so different generations see or remember them differently, or they may try to paint them differently. But when you look at the history of who Joe Biden has actually been and not just what you know this pretty picture that's been painted it's, it's right on par mm-hmm. every bit of it absolutely every bit of so it. I, f- I found a picture of your red hair look look dave yeah, that's cute as a button look I at her red her. hair no oh, one would ever, you're cute look no, at your hair. no one would ever think she's packing okay so no. you're, you're wearing a shirt that says entertainers are not leaders tell us what you mean by that <laughs> yeah so i actually got that from um malcolm x who specifically there was a message that he was giving um, to the black community and he was just expressing how you would have these different uh, uh, faces that would be invited to the, the White House to speak to the White House on behalf of the black community and they would call these people black leaders and he would say that just because you play a trumpet, just because you tell a joke, does not make you a leader. And it's just this reminder that even now, if we look at freaking Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) That's exactly who came to mind. You know, it it goes way beyond, I mean, race at this point. But we have a culture now, especially our young people. Young people are so engulfed in, like, entertainment. And social media is so popular and it's so cumbersome and it's so encompassing that a lot of people are getting attached to these personalities and they aren't always good people or sometimes they're just saying things just to get a check just to further their career and so a lot of times we just can't take what they're saying at face value we have to look at their deeds and their actions over time and if the values of their life actually reflect the things that they espouse to uh to uh, believe in yeah i when when matthew kind of I, I just I, I hate it when they do that i hate it when when they put some you know star some movie movie star up to talk about a very serious uh public Correct. policy issue 
And I'm going, why are we listening? I mean, this guy, the all right, all right, all right guy? Like, what? <laughs> why are we listening to him on something so complicated, such a complicated social and and, uh, and you know, people would say to me, well, what do you disagree? What, what, what did he say that you disagree with? It doesn't matter. I just disagree that we're putting him up there like he, like he, like he knows something. That's ridiculous. Like he's an expert. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we ask, uh, you know, Matthew Broderick what he thinks about uh, truancy? You know, he was in Ferris Bueller, so he's an expert. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, it's it truly, truly offensive. It's just absolutely asinine that they do that. I'm so, I'm so glad that you call them out on that. Yes, thank you. Are you um, sure? Are you sure you're not a sister to Candace Owens? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not a sister uh, to Candace Owens. I think we may have bumped into each other at event. Uh, but you guys kind you of know. work from the same direction, you know. Extremely intelligent. You know your topics, and and I think the left is taking, you know, you know your folks the girls mainly for granted and they just ignore it and i'm glad you're doing what you're doing thank you i i appreciate that and you know something that i think is, is super important like i said early on about us not being painted as a monolith right i think that especially where i'm from like the what would be considered the deep south and actually you have the biggest population of black people you know, spanning across the South is that you have these different uh, varying degrees of conservative values. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time we don't really talk about or take advantage of that. And I don't mean take advantage of that in a negative way, mm -mm. but I mean use that to spread principles of liberty, of freedom, of supporting and protecting a constitution and all of these other things and making it relatable mm -hmm. to everyday people, regardless of demographic, regardless of religion, skin color, and things like this is some of those things that we, there's a commonality there. Right. I and totally. Back to actual value. I totally agree. But hey, can you hang with us for say another, another segment? Yes. Oh, right. You are absolutely the best. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, do you have jewelry that you don't wear anymore? Maybe a watch that's just getting dusty? Or maybe it doesn't even work? Well, what if you went to Leo Hamill's, sold it, you could use that cash to get a gun take or take a pistol class uh, that you've been talking about. Let's do it. When you sell your used jewelry or watches to Leo Hamill, not only do you get the best deal, you are also supporting a Second Amendment customer or owner. So one of the easiest ways to support Second Amendment is to support our partners like Leo Hamill. Give him a call at 619-299-1500. Or you can visit their showroom on San Diego Avenue and always get an awesome service at Leo's. We're talking to YouTuber Rhonda Mary about uh, all kinds of cool stuff, politics. And let's talk about guns, Rhonda. How'd you get into guns? Uh, so, unfortunately, I was actually in a hit-and-run slash road rage whole type of fiasco incident. Jeez. Um, I'm glad you're okay. Were you okay? Yeah, I was I was okay. 
Um, I think, you know, I may have had like a little soreness in my neck or something like that, but overall I was okay. My car was kind of scratched up, but an irate driver was basically, he decided I wasn't driving fast enough for him. So he decided to try to push, you know, me off the highway as I was driving. Wow. And at some point, you know, we both pulled over and he got, he got out of his car and he walked up to my window and was just, just going crazy, just just going at me. And I just remember in that moment, he was so close to me. I could see the ring around his eyes. He was like an older guy. And um, I just kept thinking, you know, if something happens to me on the side of the road, like, like how would my family even know what happened? Mm-hmm. And um, the responding officer was a young black woman. And <laughs> she ended up saying she was like, I can't, she was like, where was your gun? You know, you could have said you, you feared for your life. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, and it was like a light bulb went off. And, you know, it was just this thought, this idea that, first of all, we weren't there to, to save you. We were there to write the report. That's mm-hmm. number one. Um, number two is this idea that you have way more autonomy than you've been allowed to believe that you actually have. Like, you get a say, too. And, I mean, it's just like a light bulb went off, and a couple weeks later, I went and got my first firearm, and I started learning, like, all these things about firearms and the Second Amendment and the history, you know, uh, as it relates to, like, the, the black community and after, you know, after slavery, going up into the civil rights and the significance that it played. And all these just different things I was learning. I'm like, I got to tell other people about this. What did you learn? Like, and what's so, something that stood out that, that in particular that maybe surprised you or, or shocked you or horrified you? Well, one thing that I didn't know is that guns played such a significant role in the civil rights movement. Yeah. I had no clue. It's only been it's only been um, painted as this, you know, kumbaya, let's be peaceful, let's keep everything cordial. But when you actually start to look into it, you have people like Martin Luther King, who actually uh, applied for his concealed carry permit, which he was denied from under a May issue state, uh, may I add. Um, And that was just basically overturned recently here, as we see what's happening in New York. And now people are going to be able to uh, conceal. And Clarence Thomas actually referenced a lot of this history in the ruling, you know, talking about how significantly black black people had been, you know, kept from kept the intention was to keep us from having on, from being able to protect ourselves, um, particularly after slavery, going up into like the civil rights movements and things like this. And so just learning all of this was blowing my mind that many uh, significant civil rights heroes actually were in support of black people having arms. And then you would have like, um, it was a backup organization to the NAACP their name is not coming to me right now but they were actually their armed portion of the NAACP but people don't even talk about that like 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 this and I how cool I personally think it's enormously significant and it's not getting talked about enough because uh he's not a he's not a a darling of the left but uh you know Clarence Thomas is the 
grandson or great grandson of, of, of slaves? Yes, and, uh, grandson, I believe. Grandson, and and he wrote. Great grandson, I'm sorry. He wrote the Supreme Court decision that you know just uh, allowed uh, people to uh, to carry. You know, they basically got rid of May issue states. I think that's enormously significant. I think it's a, a, it should be a huge source of pride for a lot of people, and I think it's uh, amazing. I think it's really, really great. No one's talking about it. No one's given that credit. No. If anything, they're going the other way. The, yeah, they are. All the history, like, behind it and how, I mean, just to, to know that that is in the ruling and now, I mean, that is a official part of history, whether people want to try to pretend it's not there and try to ignore it, like, it's stamped in history and that just gives it another, uh, another piece of validation. But Rhonda, you know, don't, Rhonda, don't you kind of are a little puzzled why you never learned this in school? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? I really can't even say puzzled because I'm smart enough to figure it out now that yeah. you don't want people knowing their right. rights. You don't want people having their rights. You don't want people to know that because it's too empowering. Right. Now you have people like me that I'm just out here. I'm just telling the news and sharing it and helping, you know, motivating other people to become gun owners and to learn about the Second Amendment and learn about all of this rich history. Well, the thing of it is, the the side that doesn't want us to have guns, you know, they were having enough trouble trying to keep the whites under control. And then you guys flared up. It's like, oh, my God, now we have to deal with this group of people. But it tells me... That we're getting together as a unit, and if and they can't fight a group, there's just no way. And we get bigger and bigger and bigger. And once you really, really learn the true story, it'll just get bigger than they can handle. And that's that's the goal in my life. Absolutely, that is absolutely the goal. And with everything we've seen over the last couple of years of them trying to steadily encroach on our freedom, mm-hmm. it's going to be more and more important for people to really understand what we're possibly up against yeah. and the reason why they wanted us to have this right in the first place. Mm-hmm. What did you think of uh, Joy Behar? Did you hear her? Her comment yes. on the view, she said that yes. uh, they were are we about, really going to give her airtime? Well, she said she was talking. About, we were talking about uh, you know changing gun the, laws. Just say the lady on the view, <laughs> and she said uh, that is when the gun laws will change in the U.S. Once black people get guns, what, what were your thoughts? On that? First off, did you hear that? And what are your thoughts on it? Yes, so I did hear that, and I think it was funny that she was speaking over her black lady co-host and was trying to tell her her opinion on guns. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing is there is some historical context to that. We saw the Black Panthers go on the Capitol steps, and then we saw what happened in California with the the gun gun control measures that soon followed. So there is a historical uh, truth to what she was saying. However, people like Joy will sit there and say things like that, but they won't tell you. They'll tell you all about the past, but they won't tell you what's happening in real time. Mm -hmm. They will not tell you that there are after 2020, there were more new black gun owners than any other demographic, okay? Also, uh, more women gun owners. Mm-hmm. 
as a new demographic. They won't tell you that there are now, I believe, 25 to 26 red states that are unconstitu- uh, that are constitutional carry states. And when we look at a lot of these states, like I said, particularly the southern states, they have some of the biggest b- black populations. And then, of course, even I haven't seen the segment. I don't even know if they've covered it of what recently happened when Clarence Thomas and the rest of the Supreme Court justices were like, nah, we're not going for that. Gun control is racist. We're not feeling it. We're not doing it. And this is our ruling. So they're going to ignore these things that happen in, in real time because they want to live in the racist past past. And if people like Joy Behar think that it's so racist because, oh, as soon as more black people get guns, they're going to, uh, you'll see more gun control. Well, Joy Behar, why would you want to stand on the side of those people? <laughs> That's the real question we need to be asking. Good for you. <laughs> uh, so, I, I mean, are people, first off, is this your, is, is our, our Second Amendment, is that kind of a, uh, you know, is that your main uh, political topic or, or, or what are some other hot button items that you talk about? Oh, my goodness. I, I, I talk about everything. I talk <laughs> about music. I talk about entertainment. Recently, uh, my Twitter has been on fire because I've been talking about the whole uh, abortion thing here recently. So I, I pretty much cover it all. As far as my my Instagram, I have two. I have a main one that mostly focuses on Second Amendment is Rhonda underscore Mary over at Instagram. Wow. Um, gotcha. Just because I've, I've been able to see a lot of growth in that area when I just specifically, you know, honed in on that. But I also have Rhonda Mary Vids, which I talk about, I mean, everything. I talk about health and wellness and mm. finances and all of these kind of aspects that make honestly our communities better that we've been taught you know that we've been taught these things are not that big of a deal or i, I let me find this fire tweet so i can read y'all this tweet um that i put put today i said this is a tweet my um twitter is i am on mary i said um Oh, I just had it. I'm sorry. Don't you hate that? <laughs> yes. Here, I thought you were a computer whiz. Oh, uh, I try to be. No, you don't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't always. Don't you hate that? I swear. And it's not you. It's everybody. Yeah. If I tell Mike to look something up, then I won't be able. To that find he it. sent me three minutes ago. I'll never find it. If I don't need it, it'll be right there in front of me. I know. I know. So, what's your future? What do you got? What do you got planned? Politics? Oh, yeah, you gonna um, run for office? Everybody keeps asking me, "Am I gonna?" There's a reason. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I just don't. I just don't think I'm I'm up to run to for office. But I'm just gonna keep um, educating people, just trying yeah. to reach people. Um, you know, there there is something to the representation matters. It, yes. It's absolutely a thing when we saw. You know, in the 90s where you had, they took a college and made it urban culture. You absolutely saw an explosion of college and, you know, college degrees and stuff like that. So that is a thing. I just want to keep focusing on that. Hey, stay in touch with us. We'd like to see, you know, chat with you down the road to see how the trail, what the trail provides. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you for having me. You bet. Our pleasure. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio. 
And Melissa Lee is coming up next with a gear review. I know her. I know her, too. I think it's a 49 Chevy, but I'm not 100% sure. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Man, do you wish cleaning your gun was easier? Well, yes. clean. I bet you did, you and your washing machine. Clean, lube, and protect your gun with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is natural, non toxic, and environmentally friendly. You can clean your gun easier, faster. You'll also smell better. I'm not going to talk about the wives, but hey, one and done Seal One. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop or get some on the website, seal1.com. That's seal, the number one, dot com. All right. Melissa Lee is on the deck. Hello, gentlemen. Wait a minute. Is, is this on? Have you got her turned on there? Why yeah. does that mic not work? Now try it. Say test, test. Test, test. Now it works. Now it works. Okay. Well, hello. hello. Hi. It's been a long time. Yeah. What do you got uh, for us today? So something really exciting. Um. One of my favorite um, concealed carry leggings companies called Alexo Athletica teamed up with um, Springfield Armory. So they did a collaboration on the clothing um, for special concealed carry clothing. Wow. So it's amazing. Um, I have here on the radio with me Amy Robbins, the founder and CEO of Alexa Athletica, to talk about her new line with um, Springfield Armory. Are you there? Hello, everybody. Great to be with you again. <laughs> Hi. It's so nice to hear your voice again. I know, you too. So tell me about this collaboration. How did this come about? Because this this jacket that you sent me and these leggings are amazing. Thank you so much. You know, working with, we, we worked really hard. So when we launched our company in 2017, and you would have told me that we would be working with one of the top five gun manufacturers, like a Springfield Armory. I don't know if I would have believed you, but here we are. Um, we're about to celebrate our five-year anniversary, and Springfield came to us about two years ago to start conversations where they saw a vision of kind of where they were going with the consumer market of smaller compact pistols, um, like with the Hellcat. And they really wanted to reach that concealed carry consumer market. And so they came to us and said, hey, we really would love to team up and do not just an athletic wear line, but a ready wear line for men and for women. And that's exactly what we, we said. Let's do it. We didn't even have to think twice about it. And we started working on it. And it was about um, a year and a half process before we got it to market. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm really glad that you... Um did the men's line too so rich is dying to get a hold of their their leggings for the men's line well i'll i'll have to send you some stuff for the for the guys there at the radio station yeah you you know the men's line has been something that um has been in the works for alexo for a, a couple of years and we actually launched um our men's we launched with some joggers and some amazing shorts about a year ago, like right before the Springfield line. And they said, look, we would love to expand this idea of uh, people can still carrying while they work out. So we have workout pieces in the men's and women's line. And then we also have just everyday lifestyle pieces that round out that and complement uh, the concealed carry pieces as well. So you'll find everything from performance jackets to stretch flannel shirts for the guys and concealed carry joggers. It's a really amazing, well-rounded lifestyle line. 
Um, what I love about this jacket is um, it's thin. It's got the thumb holes, the reflective um, striping on the shoulders here so that if it's like low light, you know, jogging at night yeah. or whatever. I don't jog people. I don't jog. I don't even jog for my life. I, that's why I shoot guns. But it looks good. Uh, <laughs> um, and the extra pocket in the back. So there's three pockets, two in the front and one in the back. Really, I really like that. And this pattern, this is um, like a snake, almost like snake skin hex. It's it's really neat. I really like this one. So Karen, my friend Karen Hunter had this one too. And I'm like, I need that. So oh, I'll tell you, it's, it's our number one selling pattern right now for the men's and the women's line. People absolutely loved it. It was a special designed uh, camo that we designed and created specifically and exclusively for the Springfield line. So you can only get it with the Springfield line. And it's been our top seller. Uh, people, the men and women have been loving it. And I'm so glad that you say that because honestly, we put so much attention to every single detail. This line just embodies comfort. It's, it's premium materials. It is premium fits. We spent a lot of time, a year and a half, perfecting the fits of everything to try to make concealed carry as simple and comfortable as possible and then have the pieces that you need to, to conceal with it. Because that's kind of a, another hard piece about concealed carrying. It's like you may have a great legging or a bottom that conceals, but if you don't have the right tops with it, uh, it, it makes it very difficult to conceal. So we thought about all of that and we made these complementary pieces that are either looser around the midsection and long enough. Um, even the performance jackets, the one you're talking about, is, is longer than like a normal athletic wear jacket because if you were to raise your arms, it would reduce the printing. So we thought about all these details uh, when we did this live. So I'm so glad that you that you love it. So, yeah. a so Amy, let me throw one. This is Dave. You know, are there any Easter eggs in this jacket? Oh, you know what? I don't know. There's so many pockets that... No, 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 no. Have you ever noticed car manufacturers do it all the time? They'll build a car, and then they'll put what they call Easter eggs, which are little messages in and around the car. You just have to look for them to find it. And looking at this pattern, it just made me think that somebody's <laughs> put an Easter egg in this pattern. Either the gun manufacturer or you or somebody. Tell the truth. Are there any in there that you know of? You're going to have to buy one. And ah, you're so bad. <laughs> so I want to talk about the leggings now. So the leggings that you sent me are really cool. They're comfortable. So I'm wearing the, I'm a, I'm a big girl. So I, I See, got now that the, doesn't look like leggings. Cause I mean, they're not skin tight. They're like, they're like joggers. Yeah. Um, but I'm a big girl. So I got the double XL that fits me perfectly. However, the length is a little too long for me because I'm short too. So, but I will get those hemmed. It's not a big deal. But um, I want to show you guys. Apparently, it's supposed to be like this. If I pu I'm pulling my leg up right now, like all the extra material. So it should be like this. It should look like this on the leg. <laughs> no, that's good. Those are good sleeping pants because they'll keep your feet warm. It is. I can sleep there with my go. gun on me. So um, let me show you like what the you know the concealed carrying looks like so right now i'm carrying my um, um that's a banana it's i didn't do the banana today dave you usually i do a banana but i'm it's buried so deep in this is nice deep pockets for the for the gun to sit in um this is my shield nine can you feel it no no and it's it's tight in there like the elastic that she uses in all of her leggings are super tight so um, I do not have the Springfield sticky holster that it usually comes with. Mm. You know what I mean? So that I that I I've seen before. So what yeah. I did is I just used like um, a hard credit card type thing. I just actually used my 
my tech rig metal. I don't know. I don't know what this is. It's like oh, for trigger protection. Yeah. For trigger protection. Yeah. So I put well, something in there for that, but I really like the Springfield hard um, sticky holster that you usually have with it. So I need to order that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I'm so glad you brought that up because so essentially with all of our bottoms, you have what we like to, I mean, the best way to describe it would be like a belly band integrated into the actual garment, but they're to me more comfortable than a belly band. I've tried every belly band on the market and oh they just well or they didn't stay put and, and so this actually just makes it a lot easier but because it is fabric we do recommend um, that you put your trigger guard of choice and we actually designed with Springfield and with DeSantis what you're talking about it's called the flex tech pocket holster and it fits in, in if you buy one of them it will fit in all of your Alexa products and it essentially has a rubberized outer uh, material on it that's going to adhere and stick to the fabric so kind of like a sticky holster and then it has double-sided trigger protection. So it reduces the bulk without having to carry a big bulky Kydex holster in the carry pocket. You can if you want to, but if you don't want to have to mess with that, you can just get the DeSantis Pocket FlexTech Pocket Holster, and it will provide retention and um, trigger protection for you. It's a great, great uh, solution. Another feature of this that's genius is you can tuck your shirts in. It has <laughs> this like extra pocket right here in the front here. And you can actually just, you know, do a little tuck if, you know, like women like to do a little tuck. Um, or men, you can tuck in your shirts if you want to and make yep. it baggy. I don't know if I'm like, I can't see myself if I'm like, you know, <laughs> hiding it very well. But um, you can tuck in your shirts and it, it's seamless. You can still tuck in. You can still draw easily from it. You can still hide, you know, um, your gun. I have extra accessories. I have an extra mag on the other side. I have um, an, a knife. And then on the back, there's two extra pockets. So there's one on the right, one on the left in the front, and the back side as well. So there's a lot of room, a lot of pockets in the front here, one in the back. There's one in the back. And um, yeah, excellent design because that tuckable part, when I see you in that those pants when you tuck your shirt in it looks amazing it looks like i can't see anything at all thank you yeah that's i mean that was the whole idea behind it i mean finding finding pants and ways to tuck in your shirt is was just really hard with concealed carry so this solves that issue but for women like when we do a half tuck you actually can blouse the shirt a little bit and then it makes it a little baggier. So, I mean, I, I actually wore the tuck and carry joggers today as well to the movie theater and I had my shield and that's a pretty big gun on my body. And if I just had like a thin shirt on, it, it would print pretty bad. But when you tuck your shirt in and you kind of blouse it out a little bit, you can't see the gun at all. So it creates that illusion that you need just a little bit extra um, distraction so that you can't actually see the gun printing at all. So yeah, yeah excellent. Like, how that. much does it retail for the pants? Uh, so for the for the tuck and carry joggers, I believe those are seventy nine on uh, the the Springfield joggers, um, and then the leggings range between ninety nine and one hundred nine, depending on the style. And then the jacket's ninety nine, correct? I I think so. Yep, man, I you sh I should uh, have those prices pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell everybody where they can get these leggings and the jacket and the Springfield line. Yes, the Springfield collection and our regular Alexa line are all sold exclusively on the Alexa website. 
Uh, so right now, um, that's www.alexoathletica.com. You will see the Springfield option in the drop-down menu, and you can shop it right there. We've got men's and women's um, available right now, and you cannot get it at retailers, and it is not available on the Springfield site at this moment. So you've got to get it exclusively from alexoathletica.com. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Amy. I loved having you on. Thanks, Amy. Thank you, guys. Thank Great. you for what you're doing. Please, you appreciate it. Great job, Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, a lot of companies are so frustrated with their websites. Yeah, it looks good. It's out of date. And it's not even getting customers. Well, SageTree, they totally get it. Since 2005, SageTree has been helping companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you're proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get websites that make the phone ring. Getting started is super easy. 866-728-9100. That's 866-728-9100. So let's, let's so, fix your website today. Let's fix your website today with Sage Tree. So Harbor Patrol is watching on YouTube, and he said he's going to go check his car for Easter eggs <laughs> after you uh, brought it up. You know the origin. Of, there. You know what? You know where that came from? Easter eggs. What? What they? Where that originated? No, but I bet you can tell. Me. I can tell you. I just found out uh, fairly recently. So the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, which I've uh, seen. Yeah. Well, apparently, while they were filming it, they actually uh, it was Easter, and they did an Easter egg hunt, and then uh, uh, they didn't find all the eggs. So now in the movie, one of the things to do when you're watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show is, is to find, find the Easter eggs. But you know where I think how much farther it went back than that? Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock. What do you mean? Well, every movie he ever directed, he was in there. And he, he was would, right. And well, he, he would be considered an Easter egg theoretically. Right, but they didn't they didn't call it that. No, 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 no. They no, didn't no. call it that till Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's when they started calling it looking ah, for Easter eggs. Very so when you watch a show or buy a car apparently, uh, yeah. you look for Easter eggs. That's a uh, Well, I was Rocky surprised Horror the car show. manufacturers started calling them that. I'm going, what do you call it? Well, it's kind of a, it's a popular thing. Yeah, so they must have really loved that movie. It's hip. Young, young hip kids like that yourself. Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Be able to th- <laughs> so. So we were, we were talking about. We're kind of happy. We're happy with one part of it. You knew California was going to figure out a way to, to try to throw enough mud on it. To make it not worthwhile, but that didn't work. No, I. So the, the decision, I'm extremely happy. Yes, with. yes. Yeah, so am I. It's way they're better. Not, they're not, but we are. Right. It's way better than Heller. It's way better than the Heller decision. Um, the Heller decision said, "All right, well, here's the test. It's got to be uh, commonly owned. You know, a, a right. gun has to be commonly right. owned." And then, you know, it was a little convoluted, to be honest with you. I, I, I people were really excited about Scalia's 
um, decision, I wasn't as excited about it. And there, honestly, there are a lot of people in the Second Amendment community that kind of would whisper like, "Yeah, it could have been better." Right. Well, could've everything could have been, been better. We're lucky we got what we got. But let me be the dummy in the room, okay? Right. So, what the, the the Supreme Court did was allow me, yep, as a potential gun owner, or as a probably as a or as a gun owner, what? So you, it allowed you to get a permit to carry concealed outside of your home right? without any subjectivity. Okay, but you're still going to have the background check. Exactly. Uh, they, you're still gonna, they're still going to sit on your gun for 10 days no. while they do your background check? No, not necessarily. Now, that's another thing uh, that no one's really talking about uh, except for me and John Dillon. Um, it was uh, pretty clear to me that the background check also has to be objective, not subjective. And what and what that means? And what does is, that mean? Yeah, you know. So right now they do this really thorough background check, but uh, rather than just check, okay, is this person a prohibited person or are they not a prohibited, a prohibited person? Cannot own a gun. Okay, so so let me simplify it for the listeners. Yeah, if I walk in to a gun shop, yep. In a three-piece suit and a tie, yeah. and buy a gun, and do the background check. I'm probably going to get it within ten days. Probably no problem. But if you go in, you got tattoos and chains and a beard, maybe with alcohol on your breath. I don't know. Would th- could that could that slow it down? No, 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 no. Okay, so right now, if you go in and buy a gun, they check the federal database, the NICS system, to see if you're in there, and you're either thumbs up or thumbs down. You're either- nothing to do with how you look. Nope. It's okay. either you're a felon or you're not a felon. Okay. There are a couple other ways to be a prohibited person, like if you were dishonorably discharged from the military. But uh, in essence, but it's all got to come off of data, right? Okay. What it's just, and it takes seconds. The ten day wait period it has nothing to do with background checks. The ten day wait period is just a cooling off period. Oh, that's right, because they've got that data right. almost immediately. So if you go to another state, if you go to Texas or. Um, well, I know, I don't know, other states like Arizona. Yeah. And you say, all right, I need to buy a gun. You fill out the form and you and take the back. It. It's an instant background check. And then you buy your gun and walk out. Well, exactly. Okay. So, But we don't have that here. Well, we do, but there's an additional layer of, of background check. Right, from the state of California. For example, at the very beginning, when, when Gore changed the policy, there was a guy who uh, – applied for a CCW and it was denied. And the reason he was denied is that a friend of his was being investigated and he was uh, not cooperative with the investigation. He's not a prohibited person. Yeah. He, he's never been convicted of anything. Yeah. If you ask me, that's subjective. That's not yeah. in this. It, I, it, it's pretty clear to me that this decision basically says no, no more of that. Oh, well, that's good because who's going to watch over the people watching over? Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, okay, so so we got that. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about red flag laws. Sure. Because couldn't that be the same thing? In other words, if I'm mad at you for yeah. whatever, right. and I call up and said, hey, he brandished his gun, because I know you have a gun. He brandished his gun in anger at me. And they come down, and they automatically will take your gun away and arrest right. you, most right. likely. Right. Okay. That's maybe, what we're maybe 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 not arrest you. De- probably depending take on your yeah. how you handle it. Right. If you come after him, you're going to jail. If you're not, but would you surrender your gun? You, well, you wouldn't have a choice. Okay, you wouldn't have a choice. You'd have to. Honestly, that's something I fear because that's you know, my fear too. Well, I you know I'm on 
you know, I'm on TV and, and whatever. Yeah, I know I, you're I, talented and you've I, got looks. Good looking. Fun to be around. Well, I know. You know. Let's keep going. This is a great segment. Multiple so weapons. <laughs> But no, because these are what the th- I, I, these are the questions but, but, I've been well, getting. But my fear, honestly, walking around town, is that some anti-gun jerk is going to say, "Oh, that's that's, the, Michael that's the guy." Yeah, I know he's carrying, so I'm going to do some kind of false accusation against him. Which, yeah, and thanks to uh, I probably just gave some anti-gun people an idea right there. <laughs> they're just, not. I thought that the second you said they're it. not real smart. So yeah, maybe well, I'm not. They just, won't figure you know, it out. But uh, with gun violence restraining orders, that it, that world is possible you know that they can you know hey there's some lame accusation now go take his gun but so wouldn't this be the time to join one of those uh, lawyer groups that for like ten dollars a month they'll take care of you you know in case you do get you know well yeah but i think what's more important is that we have to stand up and say hey look these red flag laws Forget it. Well, I know, but you we know? can't do that because that's gonna because you know in California that's gonna pass with flying colors. It, it has passed, but yeah. Well, okay, then, so then, there you go. Yeah. So now you got to protect yourself even more yes. than with a gun. Yes. And don't we have a new company coming in? What is it called again? USCCA. Oh, USCCA. Yeah. They're coming on board. They like what we do. They really think Michael's cute. <laughs> so, but they're the company that you're going to want to partner with. So that if you do get somebody accuses you of something that you know is not true, red flag laws, throw yeah, that at them. Gun violence restraining order. Boy, they're going to have to hire some lawyers. But it's just amazing to me, you know. And the uh, the Democrats are all for red flag laws and gun violence restraining orders, and the Republicans are uh, almost there. They're almost for them as well. You, we we don't have a friend in this fight. I think the Repub. No, you correct me if I'm wrong because you're way smarter politically than I am. I think the Republicans that are going for it are trying to protect their side of the party that may be against guns. In other words, instead of being a true Republican and saying, no, this goes against all our rights, they're fudging a little bit. I guess that's where Rhino comes in, maybe. Honestly, I think what it is is that the Republicans are master compromisers. Yes. They never stand as hard as they should on principle. So they go, so they kind of think to themselves, well, this isn't so bad. I'll give them a little bit. Let's just give them this and they'll stop. And they're wrong. And they need to start standing on principle and have a backbone. Welcome back. Bam. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, hey, Rifle Supply in Orange County. What? Yeah, Rifle Supply is Orange County Gun Owners Gun Shop of the Year. Fantastic. Congratulations. Well, what does it take to, to for a gun shop to succeed in an incredibly anti-gun state? We're going to talk about that with Justin Baca next. But first... Did you know we have a world-class flight training school here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. We're close to the ocean, desert, and even the mountains. And we're right next to an international border and a major military base. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in the heart of San Diego right at Montgomery Field. You can get started easy. Just give them a call at 858-569-1822 or learn to fly with SDFTI, or you can call them at 858-569-1822. 
So we had our Orange County Gun Owners Dinner uh, just a couple months ago, and there was the Shop of the Year awarded to the gun shop in Orange County that did the most to support the Second Amendment that year. And we were very, very proud to support to uh, present that that uh, award to Rifle Supply. Yeah, that was really cool. Hey, Justin, I got to ask you a question. Do you have anybody in your family that races at Paris Auto Speedway? I do not, actually. Because we had a Baca win the division last night, and so we were giving him all kinds of accolades. And you know, Baca's—I'm sure not the most popular name—and I just was wondering if there was no, a relationship. Not in California. No, not in not in California. In New Mexico, Colorado, there's plenty of us, but uh, but not that many here in California. All right, well, there you go. Well, back to congratulations. Well, welcome and congratulations, Justin. Thanks. How you doing, man? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, little tired it's been a, it's been a busy week with uh, all the new things that are happening on july 1st but uh but i'm making it through <laughs> nice well congratulations on winning shop of the year you guys earned it i just i just really truly uh brag about your shop all the time i think you guys are great i think your products are great and your customer service and employees are, are absolutely fantastic and and you are s- such a so supportive and have been supportive from day one and and i just can't tell you how much i appreciate you guys Thank you very much. It was a huge honor for us to uh, to receive that, and it was a huge surprise. We just went there to support, and uh, we were totally taken back. So thank you again to you guys. So tell everybody, I know what makes you guys different um, in a very good way, but why don't you tell everybody what, what makes you guys different? What sets you guys apart from all the other gun shops? So Rifle Supply was built with the one sole purpose. It wasn't just guns. It was great customer service. So having a welcoming environment for people. Um, we actually joke about it, John and I, that uh, he opened a gun store because um, he, he hated going into gun stores. Um, just the attitude that you get and the feeling of, I don't know, being an outsider if you don't know the name of one part or the name of this gun or what exactly what you're looking for. So um, that's kind of where, where it all started was uh, providing great customer service and a welcoming environment for people that wanted to get into the sport or fix up their gun or fix their gun or anything that has to do with the second amendment basically. So that's where it started. And it's just kind of, uh, kind of grown from there over the last five years to where we have, we laser engrave, we Cerakote, we build, we're a manufacturer, we sell guns, um, we ship nationwide. So, um, yeah, that's kind of helped us out with our success is just the multiple multiple avenue streams that we have. So it's uh, it's been going great. Twenty seven employees now. And you get wow, I didn't realize that. Holy cow, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys are uh, a huge success story. And you know, I, I a lot of emphasis on ARs, but you're not just an AR shop. I know you, you you make ARs, you sell AR parts, you customize ARs, but you know, pistol, rifle, shotgun, you guys, the whole thing, right? Yeah, everything. I mean. One of the nicest reviews that we've got is actually one of our most current Yelp reviews from a lady that came in, was referred to us, came in by herself and bought her first gun and wrote a Yelp review about her experience. We don't ever solicit these Yelp reviews because it's really a double-edged sword, Um, but uh, she wrote this nicest review, and, and it's just really cool when people can come in for the first time not with anybody that knows about guns, um, and buy a, a Smith & Wesson 442 for protection, you know, or, nice. or get a Glock. But, yeah, we, we do we do pretty much everything. It's not just rifles, even though that's what's in our name. Well, I liked at the dinner in uh, in Orange County, at Gun Prom in Orange County, um, Wendy was talking about our women's program, and she was telling the story of, you know, how it, how it was developed. And she said, hey, you know, sometimes she'd walk into gun shops and, you know, they wouldn't pay attention to her. They'd be rude to her. And you piped up right in the middle and said, not at Rifle Supply. <laughs> and everybody yeah. at your table cheered. I thought it was great. 
yeah, we take huge pride in that. Like that's our biggest, that's our biggest point of pride is how we treat people. You can come in and get a water, get a coffee. You can hang out. You can listen to to other people. If you don't feel comfortable walking up, you can walk up and, and talk to any of our associates, but that's really key is just everybody feeling comfortable. That's how that's how we get more people to support the Second Amendment that we love and that, that's being bashed here in California is you bring more people into it. You don't you don't exclude them because they don't know something, you know. Well, what's your story? How'd you get into guns, man? I'm uh, not raised around them, actually. Um, my, my parents weren't into them. Um, started shooting actually with John uh, when I was about 20 years old. We've known each other. We graduated high school. John's the owner of Rifle Supply. And uh and it just kind of went from there. I, I had my career, and then I made myself made my way full circle. And they, he wanted to build the brand, and uh, and I just we we just kind of took it and ran. And but it was all it always had that main focus. But um, what, what were you doing prior? Do you mind my asking? What were you doing prior? I, I was in finance, so I was a corporate professional. So I had I was a suit and tie guy every day. I did corporate sales. I did asset management. I did real estate. I did lots of things in the sales realm. Um, so that's kind of why my we've built that front end sales and marketing is kind of the thing I love. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there. Well, I like your social media too. You guys are, are hilarious and you guys are funny yeah. in, in you guys are, you're funny in an informative and cool way. I don't know if that makes sense, but if I had to sum it up, I'd yeah. say that's exactly what you guys, you guys nail it on social media. Yeah. I've, uh, ever since man, when we were hanging out and at the gun show in San Diego, yeah. uh, when I was supposed to be, first time i was still doing all the social media so raul does all of my social media now he ran a big page before and man he kills it that that's kind of who we are right we're 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 always family and we want to have fun and have a good time and all of our employees look different but when you clock in it's professional and we have a good time so it's one of those things where you don't have like have to look like an operator to work at our store you don't have to be an old grumpy guy to work at our store you can be a young guy who knows about guns and is great with people and that's kind of that's kind of what Raul reflects in all of our social media. So it it is a lot of fun. It's almost you know honestly what you're saying, Justin, about you know you don't have to be an operator. It's almost yeah. it's refreshing. Now look, these guys that are operators, people that have real military backgrounds, and they were actually you know doing something high speed in the military cool. are awesome. But I, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to do that. I'm not, probably never going to invade a country. Um, so right. it, it's kind of refreshing sometimes when I hear from like you know the everyday guy like hey i'm just a normal guy i protect my my house and myself and have a little fun at the range and here's what i like yep and that's really it i mean the the nicest not the best thing but a nice thing that our employees can say is yeah i don't know let me check on that yeah right instead of making some answer that may or may not be right or just pushing you towards what they're what they're used to um i've always pushed to them that it's okay to say i don't know and then just learn you know now how many locations do you have uh just one right now we are uh <laughs> we're pushing out i know you've been bugging me for a spot in san diego um we i did just i did just kind of look at a spot over in corona yeah. um and then we're going to try and make our way down south our plan was going to be in the san clemente ish area down mm -hmm. there right before the gap before pendleton mm -hmm. um and then we'd like to go, we'd like to get the three to five stores. We're kind of just waiting for everything that's happening in July 1st, right? So the kits are going away um, and things like that. And that we've sold plenty of kits for a long time. So that's, we want to see how this plays tell, all Tell out people what you mean. Go, go into that a little bit more. Talk to, people, talk, talk to folks so, about July 1st and kits and what you mean by that. So July 1st in California, 
I will not be able to sell you a, a kit, uh, a polymer 80. So let's just go with, you know, an 80% build kit or 80% frame or receiver. I can't sell you that post July 1st without running it through the DROS system. And I'm saying that in quotes. It's an eligibility check, kind of like what we got with the ammo. They don't track how many we have. They're not really looking too much into it, but they are um, they are checking if you are eligible to own a firearm. Make sure you're not a prohibited person. So not that we would knowingly sell the criminals or anything, but we're selling them just a chunk of plastic or an unmilled receiver. Well, that will go away now. Um, you'll still be able to buy them, everything like that. So that's one caveat. The next one is August 24th is the ATF ruling for what a gun is. Now if you sell an 80% receiver or frame, Along with the jig together in the same box, that is now considered a firearm in, in the United States of America. What are your thoughts so on that? Have, yeah, um, it's uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous, right? Because it's just a chunk of plastic or just a piece of metal. You you do what you want with that, right? If you want to take your car and drive it off a cliff or ram it into anywhere else that you want to. It's not the car's fault. It's the person driving it and their intention. So they're taking an, a totally inanimate object and one at this point that is not even fully completed, and they're calling it a full gun. So we're just – here's the big thing about us, Mike. We've always not focused around the things that are wrong. We figured out how to pivot and be agile and, and – and what the next steps on the business would be, that's why we've been successful. Because we're not focusing on just the negative. We're focusing on how to still grow our business and provide service to, to everybody that wants stuff. So um, anybody can come into the shop, write us on Instagram, um, anything like that. Um, if they have questions on this July 1st and, and August 24th deadline stuff, it is very confusing, just so yeah. everybody knows. What, what's your address? You um, one, our address at the shop is 16291 Gothard, and that's in Huntington Beach, 92647. Right. Well, they can probably Google you and then get the map. Yeah, or, or, I mean, or, or shoot, man, just come to a San Diego County Gun Owners, or I'm sorry, an Orange County Gun Owners meeting. We're always talking about rifle supply at the meetings. You guys there are, you go. You guys are like the most popular girl in school, man. <laughs> you guys are great. Yeah, we, we, we really appreciate all the support from you guys, and it's really helped uh, us to grow and us to contribute to uh, to this two-way fight going on in the state. Well, now, what do you think about it? Actually, we're, uh, we're going we're gonna to have you for one more segment, and we're about to go into a little commercial break. But when we get back, Justin, I want to talk a little bit more about you guys are a great shop, and you have a great product and great customer service. But I want to get into what you guys think about California and gun laws and what happened in the Supreme Court and all that other stuff. I, I know you, you have a lot of opinions on it. and um, and totally. uh, so, yeah, so when we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you won't have to study yep. for this one. All right. <laughs> hey, folks, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. PRMI Mortgage, folks, primeres.com slash Alpine. If you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that can definitely you can trust. That's Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. They make it easy. 
work with a friendly expert team that will help you get the best deal or mortgage. Call Chris Wiley, 619-722-1303, or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. We're talking with Justin from Rifle Supply, one of the best gun shops in Orange County. Big fan and, of course, winner of the uh, Gun Shop of the Year Award from Orange County Gun Owners. Justin, are you born and raised in uh, California? Yep, born and raised in Orange County. Nice. So what are your thoughts on on the gun laws in general in California? Or or maybe more specifically, like, why do you think it's like this in California? Why is it so bad? Oh, man, that's a tough one. That's that's going to the political realm that's just – it's about as frustrating as it gets, I guess, when you've seen the progression over the last 20 years. The funny part is, um, I don't know, just for instance, bullet buttons, right? So we had bullet buttons, and then they got rid of bullet buttons, and you had to register it as an AR, but then they threw that in at the end that you still had to have a bullet button. So a lot of people didn't register their guns, obviously. And they thought it would make it, in quotes, safer, when now I just have to have a paddle, and I can have a free magazine release, and I can technically run a standard capacity magazine, um, opposed to having a bullet button, which is, for me personally, easier, right? I, I don't think any of these laws are correct, right? Let's not let's not mix that up at all. But we work with what we have, and it's, um, like I said, we've really focused on the on what we do have and preserving that and, and building our business around that. And that's kind of, I don't really even look at how bad they are anymore because it's not going to help me in my day-to-day. Well, yeah. you know, Justin, I was talking to Michael earlier, and I said these laws – when they're getting ready to put them together, they only think out five feet or they should think out 20 feet, but they never do. And that extra 10 feet or 15 feet causes just havoc for anybody and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, Well, I think the main part of it isn't even so much on, on how many feet they're looking out. It's the fact that they don't employ anybody that actually knows anything about guns. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I, I really like the positive attitude, uh, Justin. I think that's awesome. I, I think I, you know, I try to look at the uh, at the positive, and honestly, I think that we are. I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train. I think that uh, gun ownership today is better than it was a year ago, and a year ago it was better than it was five years prior. Um, you know, Orange County in particular is a huge CCW success story. Um, couldn't get one. I'm going to say what seven eight years ago is really really difficult to get one. Um, you That's guys, when I got right around that time when they when they opened it up. Now I think you guys are in like the like twenty five thousand range, something like that. Yeah, it's it's a huge amount. I got mine whenever that San Diego court case came down. I was within the first two or three hundred people to apply. I still had to wait seven months, but um, I on my very first application, my reason was my Second Amendment rights. Um, <laughs> ever since then, it changed, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it is a good thing, and hopefully Orange County will uphold what the Supreme Court ruled. We'll, we're going to have to wait and see, but I talked to a guy today. Um, I was out at a, a marketing show, and uh, he was a little reluctant to put in his CCW application because of how long it was going to take. And I said, I said, Look, it doesn't matter if it takes a year or it takes a month. You need that application in as soon as possible um, so at least you can get in line you know, to, to yeah. get one. If he'd, uh, if he'd have done it a year ago, he'd have it by now. <laughs> Correct. And now you wouldn't even need a reason. They would just push it right through, which is what they should do. So, um, yeah, I'm curious about to see what's going to happen next. But uh, like I said, we try and focus on the positive and what we do have and and work towards. That's why we work with you and and your guys' organization, work towards getting more of them back. The tough part I have about it is 
it's tough to come back from the law, right? It's easy for them to put it in place, and it's really tough to get it reversed. And that's what people have to understand is if they don't read the bill they're, they're voting for all the way through and we accidentally get it, get some crap thing through, oh, just like the every time we add a gun to the roster, we have to remove three. Right. They, threw, they threw that into some weird-looking bill. The people need to read it because undoing that, it's almost – I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's it's so it's years and years of work. So people just have to pay attention, you know. How much do your your customers? Uh, you, you guys have a really good relationship with your customers. How much do they talk about politics and and you know the the gun laws and you know how much feedback do you, do you get from them? We get plenty. I am not on the floor as much anymore um, as we've grown, but. When I was on the floor, it was a lot of venting about what was going on. We try to engage with them to let them know exactly what's right and wrong and what's and you know the what side of the line they need to stay on. Um, but we don't engage in the whole argument part of the back and forth and things like that, right? I don't right. think any of us agree that we don't. I don't think any of us agree that we want to give criminals more guns, mm-hmm. right? But the main fact is they're going to get them whether or not. We we agree to give them or not, and we need to have the ability to to defend ourselves. So right. when it comes to political stuff, we engage with people. But I don't. We have people with from all walks of life. We yeah. have gay, straight, man, woman, whoever. It doesn't matter in there. And so what we want to do is we want to have a welcoming environment. So yeah. we we try not to bash or or any one side or anything like that. We kind of we, we stay in our lane and uh, we support the Second Amendment and the Constitution. That's really what we believe in. That's awesome. What did you What did you think of the of the Were you surprised by the decision? Um, yeah, it kind of it, it kind of caught me off guard. Um, I hadn't been, I hadn't been following it as as much as I as I should have. And when it popped up, I mean, it, it's great for people. They just need to go out and execute on it now, though. Um, you know, so, you know, we, we're firm believers also in, in armed society is a polite society. And, uh, you know, the more people that we have that are carrying concealed that are responsible, um, I think the safer the communities are everywhere. I agree. I, I think it's, it's not just, you know, there's, there's a lot of facts. That was my slogan. Yeah. There's a lot of facts to support it. There's a lot of facts to support it. Yeah, there is. And I mean, I have a house in Arizona personally also, so I go out there quite a bit, and you can open carry out there. When I walk into a restaurant, um, if there's two other people that are open carrying, I don't know how many people are concealed carrying. What are the odds that somebody's going to come in there and try to commit a violent act? Mm-hmm. It's lower than if they know it's a gun-free zone. You know, I mean, it's very. it seems very common sense. I don't know how... I, I, I'm, I'm unsure of how people legitimize the, the bills that they're passing as safer. It's, it's very odd to me. But I don't want to go on to the bashing realm but, uh, or the negativity. But, yeah, it's very confusing to me. What do you want to see more of in the gun community, especially in, in Southern California or maybe just specifically Orange County? Oh, man, you really put me on the spot with that one. That's <laughs> He's writing uh, this all down, too. I, well, I mean, like, uh, what, uh, I don't know. Like, I th- I think uh, maybe maybe a more of a more of a discussion than putting you on the spot, but I, I just want to see gun owners. You know, gun owners are so splintered, and we're all so independent. We're all so, you know, uh, strong-minded. And, you know, I would love to see gun owners get together um, and, and work together and, you know, and all across the board, whether it's, you know, maybe you're a shotgun guy or a pistol guy or a rifle guy, get together. You know, the shops, you know, get together. The organizations get together. You know, we, we, we just don't have the camaraderie. We need more camaraderie. I think that's what it is. Well, you, 
I agree with you. They do separate a lot. I was out in Pittsburgh with my wife's family, and we went um, sporting clay shooting, and I had an absolute blast. But I understand what you're saying. It does make sense. Your your pistol shooters and your and your long range shooters may not match up with your sporting clay shooters and your skeet shooters and stuff like that. Um, you know, I when you said when you posed the question, where my mind went to, where my mind went straight to was kind of breaking down the the party lines, mm. right? That's why I always we're pro constitution. That yeah. doesn't mean left. That doesn't mean right. We're pro constitution. So I think if we can put that aside and go, hey, guys, we have a bunch of Republicans in this room. But if you're, if you're left, but you're pro 2A, you're, wel- you're, you're welcome here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that welcoming feeling that we've always tried to get in the shop that I think the whole shooting community, gun community, Second Amendment community needs, even if they don't. I know a lot of people that come into the shop that don't want to own a gun. They're there with somebody else. They don't want to own a gun, but they support the Second Amendment. Those are all the people that we need to bring together because then the fight, then our numbers go up significantly. Then we can really make a difference. But um, we can't do anything to fight the closet people, right? The people that are pro-gun but don't want people to know. There's right. There's not a lot we can do about it. But what we can do is make everybody feel welcome in this this part of the Constitution and this amendment that we love and that we feel should can help protect us, we need to make everybody feel comfortable. And if we do that, I think more people will hop on that train and go, yeah, I'm comfortable here. I came in not knowing anything. I'm this race or this orientation or whatever it is, but I'm comfortable in this room. Those people will support the cause. You know, and I I think that's key. I think think it's absolutely right. And I think that that, what you just said fits your shop's um, personality really, really well. That's exactly the I think it's it's which is kind of why I brought it up. I just I think that you guys are are leaders when it comes to camaraderie and cooperation in the uh, in the in the Second Amendment uh, world, and I, yeah. I I really appreciate it. I've always respected that from day one when we met uh, down at the gun show. I've always uh, respected that about you. So what's uh, let's talk about? Um, you guys just had a custom a couple of custom guns on the on the cover of a magazine, right? You want you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so we had um, so UN12, who we have we've developed a real close relationship with. We had a, a custom Smith and Wesson and a and an AR pistol that were on the cover there, all Cerakoted in house, laser engraved in house, uh, all, all that jazz. Um, so that's real great for marketing and such. Um, Cerakoting is something we want to get into everywhere. Um, we have a separate department that just does Cerakoting in house and. Uh, that's something we're trying to push and get out to more people because not everybody wants to shoot an all-black gun. Maybe somebody wants a white gun or a pink gun or a camo gun, things like that. Um, so that that uh, we call it the adult Lego set, right? That really what an AR-15 is. You can mix and match and replace. Um, so that's kind of something that's gone into our marketing and those magazine covers and things like that is, is getting the Cerakote and the customization out there. So it was real good for us. It's great for business and uh, it's fun for the whole shop. Is there, what, what's the most, is there like, what's the most popular mod that, that people come in or most popular custom job or, you know, what are, what are people doing to their guns these days? Um, red dots, red dots. Yeah. So we have, we have a local shop that cuts our dots for all the Glocks and that's really the biggest that's probably the biggest one that we have right now, um, which I didn't hop on board to Red Dots for a while, and, and now I love them. Um, <laughs> and we do a lot of AR stuff also because we have such a large accessory wall. We, people come in to fix up their ARs piece at a time, or sometimes they drop a bunch of money. But the cool thing about it is you can do one piece at a time and just upgrade it and find out what you like. Um, but really, Glocks are, are really the most heavily modified because it's real easy. There's lots of parts. 
a lot of cool things you can do to them to make them shoot a little bit better. Do you do, <clears throat> excuse me, from speaking for my cousin, do you do etching? We do. Yeah, so not, so the like Sicario type guns where you're talking with the nickel plating and the gold and that really, really intricate hand done stuff, we don't do. Right. But we do laser engraving on our magazines, on lowers, if you want to cut them. Some custom clock. We do all that stuff. All right, cool. Hey, man, it's great having you on. That is. Congratulations again, and I'm sure you'll be on down the road. What's your website? Uh, website website is just riflesupply.com. Real nice and easy. Nice Thanks, and easy. All right, thank you very much, buddy, and we'll talk to you down the road. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. So if you're wondering where Action Jackson is, yeah, he's cross he's crossing the United States with his mom and dad, going back east, Aww. and he's basically getting a 70 mile an hour history lesson because <laughs> they're going. They went up to Utah and across to Colorado, so they're going to. The northern route. And Spent I a little guess, time in Vegas. Yep. And they're loving life, so that's why you haven't heard his his little ringing little voice. Yeah. My little buddy. It's been it's lonely. If you're listening, Jackson, it's pretty lonely here in the studio without you, buddy. <laughs> hey, we live in a time where the mainstream media and politicians are trying to eliminate your ability to defend yourself. Gun control laws don't work. If laws against murderers don't stop a criminal, is a background check really going to stop them? Making good people helpless doesn't make bad people harmless. Help us restore and defend the Second Amendment. Hit and like the subscribe button and share the show with a friend. All so, right. We got your man on the line. Are you looking it up? I'm, I'm, I was just going over the uh, question. Time for everybody's favorite, Stump My Nephew. Uh, we found out that Sam, the gunman, who happens to be my nephew, is extremely good at gun trivia so every week if you send in a trivia question and we read it on the air we'll give you a hat or a shirt and if you stump my nephew we'll give you a special prize and he has never ever heard this question up front these are as cold as oatmeal <laughs> yeah they're as cold as oatmeal <clears throat> okay sam you there yeah how are you guys good how do you feel about oatmeal sam um Ambivalent. It's it's all right. It's kind no, of, it's not. It's, it's got a cold. nasty consistency. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. You'll eat anything. I will. All right. Okay. So here is you ready for the question? Yeah. Let's have it. This is uh, this. I haven't asked you a question in a long time. Usually it's Action Jackson, one of our special guests. I, I, I almost forgot how to do it. Victor from Sacramento. He writes in and he asks. This is a good question. What winemaker also makes firearms? Victor from Sacramento. Thanks for writing in. Um, you know, I, I'm completely stumped here. I'm inclined to say it's probably one of the Italian gun makers. Um, 
because I mean it's Italy, but I I I couldn't even venture again. Well, you don't throw, you throw don't even there. drink, do you? Um, very very uh, very seldom see, do I ever drink Manischewitz. But see, but that's why he doesn't doesn't know. Just for the hay of it, throw uh, throw a name out. A guess. Just throw uh, a name out. Yeah, yeah. If I don't guess, I know I'm wrong. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Frankie. Oh, Frankie, never heard. Of, we, we've never heard of Frankie. That actually does sound like like sounds like a you know a nice Pinot Noir. Well, it Franke. does sound like better than what the real. Yeah. You, so you were on. You were very much on the right track, my friend. Uh, and I think that they asked the question in a purposely confusing way. Um, here's the answer. In addition to high quality firearms, the Beretta family produces a number of renowned Italian wines. So, yes, it technically would be possible to put your Beretta shotgun to work by day and enjoy a Beretta beverage by night. That would have been my third guess. What would have been your second guess? Yeah. Benelli. Benelli? Yeah, well, I think I would have I'm wrong, but Franchi and Benelli are both owned by Beretta, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> you're asking you're, us. Yeah, we, you're we're asking have, us. <laughs> look, we ask the questions yeah, here, come okay? On, kid. Get in the line. Jeez. Get in the line. <laughs> I shot a Beretta today, my friend. Did you? Did you hit anything? I did. I just, I just, I just had my best round of sporting clays ever with a Beretta shotgun that I'd never shot before. Did you buy it new? <laughs> Probably should. Did you buy it? No, it's a buddy of mine. It's an M2. M2, right, uh, Sam? It's their semi-auto. Um, Beretta makes the A300 and A400. Oh, I, I shot a Benelli, not a Beretta. Yeah, Benelli. <laughs> M2 is Benelli. All right. Would that have been your fourth wine guess? <laughs> No, Benelli, Benelli would have been my second. Beretta second. would have been my okay. third. All right. Interesting. So, yeah, so I shot a Benelli. Uh, so, guess what, Victor? You win a Jeep. <laughs> you just got to go to the, you just gotta get you gotta go to the mechanic to pick it up. <laughs> you want, I don't know what. We'll have to. Um, Victor, you're in Sacramento, my friend, so we'll have to figure yeah. out something special for you. So, Sam, what? what uh, any reaction in your neck of the woods over the Supreme Court? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the one that would be most appropriate for this show. <laughs> okay, just making sure. No, not a problem. Um, there, there hasn't really been a lot of discussion of NYSRP, NYSRPA versus Bruin out here because Virginia is a shell issue state. And for those of you, the, the five of you who are listening who don't already know the difference here. Um, I heard that. Some states, uh, <laughs> well, I just figure most of you already know about this. Some states like California are called may-issue states with regards to concealed carry permits, which means the way the law is written, the sheriff of each county has the ability to issue concealed handgun permits to people who already satisfy all the requirements, but is not compelled to issue those permits. In states like Virginia, shell-issue states, as long as any... As long as any interested person meets all the requirements for um, usually for training and paying a fee uh, to be issued a concealed carry permit, you have to be issued that permit. So there's no uh, there's no legal mechanism by which a sheriff's department out here can deny someone just arbitrarily for no reason or for a ridiculous reason a concealed handgun permit. And it appears that this latest Supreme Court decision um, would rule may issue unconstitutional, and that would imply that uh, every state now must issue concealed carry permits to people who satisfy the requirements. Again, training and paying a fee. Right. There you go. That's exactly right. Now, did you read the decision yet? 
I did not read the decision. I'm actually looking forward to. I've read most of the decision, um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to the dissent. I really want to read the dissent. I want to see what what did they object to? What convoluted you know malarkey did well, they? That's, yeah, uh, that's where all the, all the fun's going to be. Well, the other part of that is uh, Kagan and Sotomayor both when they were you know being confirmed or considered for the Supreme Court, uh, you know the Senate asked, "Hey, what do you what do you think about mm-hmm. Heller, the 2008 Second Amendment?" Um, you know, case, and they both said, oh, well, it's law of the land. We'll, we'll respect it. So how, I want to see what in their dissent, how did they respect Heller and rule against, uh, you know, this this decision? I'd like to see that. Now, um, again, I, I haven't read the, the decision, so um, I can't speak to this authoritatively. Also, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not your lawyer. Don't take anything I say as legal advice. Um, I would imagine that, the dissent is probably along the lines that um, states should retain the authority to be able to deny people who are potentially dangerous a concealed carry permit, um, though that, you know, there's the argument to be made that the background checks you are already subject to when you apply for a permit would, would render that a moot point. Um, but I'm, I am also curious as to what the dissent would be. Well, I tell you, I don't know what you thought of the Heller decision. Obviously, you know, it was good and it helped, but I, I really truly think that this decision is even better, even better than the Heller decision. I would agree. Um, it's it's important that we uh, that we understand the Second Amendment and really beyond that, outside the formal legal framework, it's important that we understand the right to keep and bear arms as a right established for the purposes of self-defense and personal protection. That's the sort of ethical theory behind all of this, even if you ignore the Constitution, even if you ignore nations and borders. Yeah, and it's, and it's not going to happen overnight, but I do think that once all the, you know, once every state pretty much has the same standards, um, I think we're a step closer to uh, uh, reciprocity. You know, 50-state reciprocity. So if you have a CCW in California, you can carry in all right. 50 states. Uh, you know, this, this decision didn't, didn't did not address that directly, but I think that uh, we might be a step closer to that. Which Baby is steps. The decision did say that it's not unconstitutional to require a CCW. So I know a lot of people were wondering, you know, hey, can I just carry without a permit now? You know, open carry? But nope, nope. Still, if your state requires a CCW, that's, mm-hmm. still, that's considered constitutional. But it just has to be objective. Can't be subjectively, you know. Subjective. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can't be subjectively subjective. Uh, all right. Well, cool, Sam. Anything else? Um, no, I'm just. Uh, I I would love to see national CCW reciprocity, though. Of course, concealed carry laws are uh, up to the determination of the state, um, the, the the individual states. Uh, I I am always sort of wary about. Uh, decisions being made at a higher level of politics than they they maybe should be i think devolving power to the smallest level possible is is usually a good thing but that being said i would like to see national reciprocity so we'll see how that pans out a lot to look forward to in that specific regard awesome all right my friend thanks buddy have a good one you too good night all right folks hey you need to subscribe to our show give us a five-star review uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, just about anywhere. And please support all our fantastic sponsors, San Diego County 
Orange County and Inland Empire uh, gun owners, the Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Sage Tree Digital Marketing, Seal One, Leo Hamill Fine Jewelries, and San Diego Flight Training International. And a big shout out to Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Action Jackson, who's on the road, and Brendan Thomas. And uh, Bob Siegel's coming up next. And if you haven't marked your calendar, I don't know if we have a date yet, but you need to come to gun, come to gun prom next year. I think it's going to be a new date, Mr. Schwartz. Gun prom next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce it soon, soonly. But, but make sure you keep your eyes and ears open. Best way to do it is tune in to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.